Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of Top Tens. What's up, what's up? We'll be talking about Disney Pixar movies tonight, the Top Ten Disney Pixar movies, and guys, we're excited to dive in. I'm sure a lot of you have seen lately on Twitter and various other social media sites the different Disney brackets that have been shared around in inspiration of March Madness, and thank you guys so much for coming out. We're going to talk about some of ours, and I've been running a tournament on my page, too. So if you're around and you want to check it out, go right ahead and check it out on Leo Vidal. But let's get to our panelists. What's up, Jawan? How are you doing tonight? What's going on? I'm just super excited and ready to talk some Disney animated movies. And just so everyone knows, because I know they're like, wait, I know there's more than just two of those guys. Micah is calling in in one second. So all three of us will be here and ready to talk Disney movies. Yes, 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 guys. We are so ready to talk about it. And, man, I mean, there's a lot of them, so it's almost hard to crunch it down to 10. There's just so many good Disney movies, so many good Pixar movies, so many good movies under that umbrella. Um, but, you know, while we're waiting on Micah, let's just kind of riff about some of our favorites now. You want to start out with some of yours, Juwan? Wait, we actually have Micah on. Micah, what's going on? You guys hear me? Am I here? Yep, we can hear you. Yep. Okay. All right. Good deal. Welcome. What up? <laughs> Sorry, I was watching. I was watching clips of uh, Doctor Evil. <laughs> no, what a way to uh, No worries, man. No worries. No worries. So now that we got everybody here, we're going to get started. Uh, Javon, right I'm going to go to you first. What's uh, number 10? All right. So because I know we're all going to agree on certain ones, so I want to go with one that I picked that was out of the ordinary and one of the animated movies that people continue to sleep on, and that is Oliver and Company. Such a great family movie. Um that dog, first of all, that, is, that movie is the main reason why I love and hate dogs, uh, if, if that makes any sense. If you've seen Oliver and Company, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about um, because some of the dogs are, like, really adorable and you wanted one. And then that one hyena-looking dog was just like, all right, that's why I don't like dogs. But, no, seriously, a fun-loving movie about a cat who I guess the way I saw this movie was the equivalent to how we know kids don't see color. Kids just love to have fun. They want to feel a part of something. I felt as though this movie had that same kind of feel. You had a cat walking into a world full of dogs. Um, and it was about the dogs accepting him, not really paying attention to the fact that he's a cat. I mean, you had a point where the cat was trying to, trying to bark like a dog. Um, and then you had the other group, that was trying to ostracize the cat, make him, force him to realize, like, you're a cat, you don't belong here, go back to your cat. So I felt like it was a great family movie. It taught a lot. The songs were amazing. Uh, the, the, uh, the voice actors who were singing were just great. Uh, and it was just a really fun movie. And it was the first time ever that I desperately wanted a pair of shades uh, <laughs> to look just like uh, how cool those dogs look. 
So with number 10, I'm going with a movie that a lot of people unfortunately forget about, and that's Oliver and Company. Yeah, that's actually a really good pick, man, and that's one that I kind of that kind of slipped out of my mind. Um, I've probably only seen it a couple of times, but I do know that Billy Joel is in the movie, and he does a lot of great work. I mean, he's a legendary musician, not to mention a virtuosic um, vocalist and piano player. Um, and he was the dog, if I'm not mistaken, the terrier. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. His name was Dodger. He was the um yeah, Dodger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was just so cool. And like you were saying, um, it even incorporates race into it a little bit. Um, just that child, that childhood um, innocence of not knowing. But uh, yeah, what do, what do you think, Micah? Do you think it belongs on the list? I've got to be honest. Uh, I haven't seen that movie in such a long time, and it's 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 not one that's that was on my radar uh, when compiling my list. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to tap out. I don't, I don't really have much to say about it. Uh, so Leo, it rides on you, man. Yeah. Well, for me, it was, (laughs) it was a very bluesy film, very good musically, (laughs) but it's not one that I will put maybe on my top 10. It's a good one, but I just, I don't think I, I don't think it can make my top 10. Um, Disney movies, so it's a no for me as well, unfortunately. Leo, Leo, I thought, Leo. Said, I thought you said it was a, uh, I thought you said it was a bougie film. No, not quite. No, 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 not quite, but <laughs> maybe at some point. <laughs> but anyway, no, I, I, um, so. No, I, I I understand. I understand where where you're coming from. It's just one of those movies. One, it has Joey Lawrence in there. Uh, and for everyone listening who's like, wait, doesn't it mean Jennifer Lawrence? No, I mean Joey Lawrence. It's just been mm-hmm. since that movie that anyone has known who Joey Lawrence is. Um, right. But the singing, the singing was so beautiful. Billy Joel being Dodger, how cool Dodger was. That movie was just too cool for itself. I feel like it was ahead of its time for for the the message it was trying to send. Uh, and I just had so much fun with it. It's a movie that you can watch as an adult, as a kid. Um, I just felt like that movie gets so overlooked. And I feel like this. I feel like, Michael, when you watch it, you'll kind of be like, all right, you know what, Juan? Maybe at 10 it deserved a spot on that top 10 list. I feel, I feel though, like at this point, I, I feel like I should definitely go back I, and I watch feel like it I, since it's been so long. That's exactly that's how a I good feel. Movie. Like, I almost, I, I'm going to go watch it after this, for sure. Um, you know what's going to make way, me sad? Oh, no, go ahead. Go, ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know what's going to make me sad is, like, if you guys go back, <laughs> watch it, and then go, you know what? Should have been on the list. But we can't now go back and fix the list. <laughs> I'll yeah, cry. we're gonna have to stay alive <laughs> without it, man. I might feel that way after I watch it, though. So we'll stay tuned. Stay tuned. We might have to come back to that one. All right, all right. So nothing for number ten yet, Mike. I'm gonna pass it to you, man. What deserves to be number ten on this list? Number ten for me would actually have to be the animated film uh, Tarzan. 
uh, I felt like <laughs> I think that um, a lot of a lot of the reason why I'm picking Tarzan is because of it. It kind of falls in line with uh, what you said, Juan, about Oliver and Company. Um, it's the, the music in Tarzan with Phil Collins is incredible to me. Like I still listen to the Tarzan soundtrack. Um, now, side note, I am a I am a big Phil Collins fan, but um, but no, Tarzan to me was awesome. Uh, it's it's one of those animated films that uh, as an adult I can still watch and enjoy. I never felt like um, I can never I, I don't ever feel like you know oh this is just a kids movie or whatever. Uh, much like a lot of Disney's animated and uh, you know the Pixar films, they're not all geared towards uh, just kids. Um, but I think uh, with Tarzan, what resonates the most with me and why I included it on this list is because of the music. The music and, uh, you know, most of Disney's animated films, uh, the 2D, were very beautifully drawn and, and beautifully directed. Directed, And uh, so I would have to definitely add Tarzan. Now, um, uh, now obviously, Tony Goldwyn played Tarzan, uh, but... Glenn Close and Rosie O'Donnell are on this uh, in this movie as well, um, lending their voices to some of the characters. And uh, um, but yeah, for me, it ultimately just comes down to the music in Tarzan uh, because my whole childhood, I uh, I either was playing music uh, because of my brother or I was listening to music because of my parents. Uh, so Tarzan uh, resonates with me in that sense that the music was incredible. And shout out to Phil Collins, and I feel like Tarzan deserves to be on this list. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I was already writing it down. Um, Tarzan is awesome. <laughs> um, you pretty much said everything I was gonna say, but I I agree with you. I mean, I've played music since I was a kid, and I still play music now, and just I can just go back to that soundtrack whenever and enjoy it. Uh, Phil Collins made that soundtrack banging. I mean, if if we were ranking soundtracks alone, it would probably be in my, like, top three because it was just so refreshing sounding and such a good fit. Oh, my gosh. But I'm going to definitely go with a yes. Juan, what do you think? I actually hadn't seen Tarzan in years. Um, so, wow. yeah, I mean, I, I, I know I liked it when I was a kid, so I, I, I'm going to say yes, uh, but honestly, I can't even remember most of that movie, to be completely honest with you. You guys are talking about the soundtrack, and I was just trying to figure out the story. I was trying to remember the story, let alone the soundtrack, um, but I, I won't be that guy that says no. I'll say yes. Um, because I'm pretty sure that if I watch it right now, I would probably love it as much as I did when I was a kid. So I'll just say yes, but do know that it's <laughs> it's from childhood that I'm saying yes. It's not because I, I remember it <laughs> enough that I love it. Right on. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> well, hey, man, that's going to be our number 10. Um, and – you go ahead and watch that after this, man. Let us know. Would you put that on there? Like, <laughs> make, just, just give us, give us, a, give us some, some meat to the bones. Let us know. Do you think it'll be good? <laughs> Let's go watch it. Um, but moving on, uh, 
I'm going to give us number nine. So for number nine, I'm going to go with Mulan. Uh, such a good Disney movie. I mean, if we're talking, especially if we're talking music, I just, every time I, I think of Mulan, I just think, let's get down to business. Oh, man, I'm, I, I, I just, I can still repeat the songs this day. And Eddie Murphy did such a good job as Mushu. He's a hilarious character. And that movie just made it clear that no matter whether you're a man or a woman, you can do whatever you set your mind to. So I'm going to go for number nine with Mulan. Juwan, I'll go to you first. What do you think? Yes, I actually, unfortunately, well, let me not say unfortunately. Uh, I visited Cousins recently, and they forced me to watch that movie. Um, and by force, I don't mean because I didn't want to watch it. I mean because I, I wanted to watch something else. I think it was sports, and I, I had to watch Mulan. Um, but as I was watching, I was just like, man, I, I really do love this movie. The last time I saw it um, was actually when it came out. I think I saw it with my mom in theaters. I haven't seen that movie since. Um, so it was, <laughs> for the show's benefit, it was actually really good that I did. Um, because, yeah, I mean, everything that you said, man, it was such a good movie. And it taught little girls that, listen, not only, uh, not just boys can be cool, like, girls can be cool, too. They can do anything that, that guys can do, except peace standing up. But outside of that, we're all the same. Um, so it was a really good movie to uh, to see, to kind of uplift girls. When it was a time that Disney was only putting out, like, really good movies that were, like, super uplifting to, to the boys. So it was Really good movie um, to show girls that they can be more than just like a princess. You can be a warrior. You can be a fighter. You can be a soldier. You can be whatever. Um, so I agree. Yes, Mulan does deserve a spot on this. And it gave us Szechuan sauce. Hashtag uh, Rick and Morty. It gave us yes. Szechuan sauce. So yeah, definitely deserves a spot on this list. Uh, I'm sorry I could be that guy, but Szechuan sauce is overrated. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Oh. I agree. It was just funny. That Rick and Morty, okay. after like what? <laughs> after like almost 20 years, brought up Szechuan right. sauce. And what I thought was the funniest was, I remember when it was out, no one was using Szechuan sauce like that. So all these kids that are right. now like, oh my uh, God, it's back. It's like, dude, you didn't really use it like that when, when it existed. But exactly. whatever. People like that. Like no, 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 no. I'm not saying no one used it. I'm just saying as big as it is today, for whatever reason, it was not nowhere near this big back then is what I'm trying to say. It was like, okay, it's a sauce. People, I think, use it for a little bit. It it was limited time only. It disappeared. No one really cared. Now we fast forward like 15-something years later, and people are going insane like Szechuan sauce was just created by Rick and Morty. So that, that, well, that's yeah. what I mean by that. Well, Rick and Morty is to blame for the huge spike in popularity it has right now right. and McDonald's for not making enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nuts. <laughs> um, but dude, back when that sauce came out, I loved it, man. I mean, I was—I'll be honest with you—I was a McDonald's once a week type of guy, so I was eating that sauce constantly. And as soon as they mentioned it in Rick and Morty, I was like, "Oh my God, please come back with that sauce! Please come back with it!" But I wasn't about to riot over that. It's just some sauce. Come on now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yes, uh, Mulan, 
did teach girls, you know, that you could do anything. And you had movies like Aladdin come before it and the Disney princess lineup. And it was like, you know, most of the uh, female characters that we've seen so far were princesses who are constantly getting saved by the men. So it was good to see, you know, Mulan take that step and become a warrior. And this time she saved the guy. So she did the opposite. Uh, Micah, what do you think? Mulan belongs at number nine? Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree that Mulan definitely belongs at number nine um, because of all the reasons that you that you both uh, pointed out. Um, I have a I have a little sister, and she she means everything to me, and I feel like uh, you know we need to continue to uh, all women realize that you know we're not better than them just because we're guys. And, I, and Mulan is one of those movies that will always uh, kind of, kind of, kind of push that message. And so, uh, it, not only is it a great animated film, but it has a great message. Um, the the comedy is great because obviously you got Eddie Murphy, uh, who's an absolute legend when it comes to comedy. Uh, make sure you guys check out Raw and Delirious if you guys haven't seen those. Um, but but uh, no, Mulan is just one of those. To me, again, just like Tarzan, where it stood the test of time, and uh, it's one of those animated films I can always go back and enjoy, no matter how old I am. Uh, so I'd have to agree that Mulan definitely makes the list. All right, Micah. Well, sounds like Mulan is number nine. Uh oh, did you get cut off, Micah? No, he's no, still okay. Here. okay. Oh, okay, for sure. All right, cool, cool. Well, we've got Mulan at number nine, guys. So now we've got Mulan at number nine and Tarzan at number ten. So, Juwan, go ahead and give us number eight, man. All right. Since uh, the Under the Radar movie didn't work, I guess I'll start going with – you know what? No, I'm not going to start going with a safe bet. I'm going to go with another movie that, uh, that people don't talk about enough. I'm going with Treasure Planet. Man, was that a good futuristic movie. I loved everything about that movie. First of all, the toys at that time from McDonald's from that movie was super freaking dope. Um, but no, it was just a, it was a great story. And I love how futuristic it was. That hoverboard thing that he had, I was just like, oh, man, I think he's Silver Surfer. Um, but no, I, I really did enjoy this movie. It didn't have really the, the great songs like most of the Disney movies will probably put on this list had. But it was such a fun ride, and it was one of those things where it was just like you had your popcorn, you were just hanging out, having so much fun with this movie. And it was a movie about treasure, and you had futuristic pirates, and it was just a really feel-good uh, story. I also believe he lost his mom, so, you know, it had the typical Disney recipe to where <laughs> kids can't have parents, apparently. Um, but, no, it was, it was a really fun movie, and I think Treasure Planet is also a slept-on movie that deserves a spot on this list, and as I'm saying it, I don't even believe it myself, because I don't even like this movie more than Oliver and Company, but I did enjoy it enough to to try to put it on this list. You know what, man? Um, I'm a fan of this movie, but I'm going to let Micah take it first. Uh, What do you think? Does Treasure Planet belong on the list? I saw it once as a kid. No. Uh, I don't don't even... (laughs) I'm, I, I don't remember a lick of anything from this film. 
Um, I'm looking at some of the. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at uh, some of the photos. I do remember the the characters. I don't remember anything past um, what I'm seeing on uh, on Google, but I do remember like uh, vaguely what was going on. But I it I can't throw it on any list at all. So. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say no. <laughs> well, uh, I'll say this: Joseph Gordon-Levitt did an awesome job in this movie, and he's a hilarious he's actor. He's, huh? Yeah, he's in this. Yeah. yeah, he is. He's the yep. main character, um, and uh, he he did such a great time. And I thought he brought a certain kind of charisma to this film that I just. I really loved. It was like a big adventure. Um, some of it is a bit of a blur, but the things that I do remember are really, really good. And it was Disney's trip in the science fiction. So I'm going to go with yes. <clears throat> and Boom. that puts Treasure okay. Planet at number eight. Holy crap. All David Hyde right, Pierce. David Hyde Pierce. Yeah. Emma yep. Thompson. Martin Short. <laughs> nice. It, had it was a, it was it a had really a, good, it had, had a really a cast. good cast, bro. Yeah, and you're yeah, right yeah. about those toys, Javon. Come on, Leo, weren't those toys dope, bro? Dude, those toys were outstanding. Like those were some of the best <laughs> McDonald's toys they'd ever produced. <laughs> oh, this, man. Man. This, this whole show is a commercial for McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man. Unfortunately, it was the only place that was making top of the line toys. That came with your meal. Everybody else now, was hold lacking. On. Now, now, hold on. Uh, Burger King had those Pokemon gold play things in the Pokeball. Oh, those were outstanding. Oh, I remember that. And you those. cannot argue yes. that those were yeah, the no, I best can't, I can't argue toys that. ever. Yeah. Um, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Happy Meal toys. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Burger King. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, they did have that. <laughs> well, hey, one of y'all sponsor us. But anyway... <laughs> Exactly. So number seven. Micah, what are we looking at for number seven, man? Number seven. Uh, <laughs> number seven for me is Ratatouille. Um, I love food. I don't know anybody who doesn't like to eat. Uh, that movie makes me very hungry, but Ratatouille, it is one of those feel-good films. Uh, it's it's more, I, I feel like, you know, like I said, with the, the Disney animated and the Pixar animated films, it's, you can watch them either as a kid or as an adult. I feel like you're going to get different, different uh, messages from the film depending on what age you are. Um, but either age can enjoy uh, these films. Now, Ratatouille, like I said, is one of them. You had this bum of a chef who was down on his luck and he gains a friend in a in a rat who is disgusting and filthy, but he is uh, he is very knowledgeable when it comes to uh, putting together meals and putting together dishes and stuff. And I do run a restaurant. It's very basic. It's Mexican food, but I love food. I love being around it. Um, I don't like making it that much, especially after work, but when it comes to 
uh, Ratatouille and the feeling I get after watching the movie, seeing everything kind of build up to a crescendo of, uh, you know, everybody's uh, fortunes coming to fruition, all their hopes and dreams coming to fruition after working hard. Uh, it's just, it's one of those movies to me that makes me feel good. It makes me hungry, but it, uh, it ultimately uh, makes me feel like, you know, I can go out and make a friend uh, with an animal or, uh, <laughs> or, or another human being, rather. Uh, but, yeah, I really enjoy Ratatouille, and I feel like it deserves to be on this list uh, because of the way that it makes you feel, even w- while watching it and uh, afterward as well. So, shout out to Ratatouille and Sue. <laughs> Uh, oh, you and, know, I'll be and hold on, hold on, side note, side note, I got to tell a story real quick. I got to tell a quick story. So when I, ahead, kid, when I was a kid, I, we, had a, we had a babysitter, and all the kids had nicknames, and my nickname was Micah Mouse. So I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> oh, so this is a little nostalgia, too. Well, yeah, a little. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'll say this, man. I've seen Ratatouille maybe one time, maybe twice, but like one time. Um, so I don't really remember it that much. I, I will say oh. this. It did have a good message in it in that with friends, you could do anything. Um, right. Even the impossible, which is a rat cooking food. <laughs> I mean, it's virtually impossible. <laughs> but they – they defied it together as best friends, and that in itself is really cool. But before I make my decision, I'm going to go to Yujuan. Do you think this deserves a spot on the list? No. Sorry, Micah. You were convincing me a little bit till I oh. remembered I actually saw that movie, and then I was just like, uh, no, I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm sorry. I wanted to for you, but I, I can't. That movie can't go in there. I, you know, you know the biggest, re- the biggest knock that I have on it. Like, what's that? I'm trying to even, I'm trying to even remember a song that was memorable, and I can't even think of a song that was memorable. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think it had any any music that was kind of striking or, th- or ear catching. Right. But. I think. I remember. Like, I think I would have French music, but nothing more. Yeah. Right. I think I would have enjoyed it more if the chef had found confidence, like through something else, not necessarily like through the rat. <laughs> I think I would have appreciated that a lot more. Because um, if correct me if I'm wrong, the the rat was in the chef's hat and was cooking all the meals because the chef was like a horrible cook, right? Yeah, he was whack. Yeah, the chef was whack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Wow. So the moral of it pretty much ends right with the chef getting confidence to to cook on his own or or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Anybody yeah. I friend? think I think I would I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if it wasn't a rat that was helping Aww. him <laughs> achieve his confidence. <laughs> I think that's where I kind of maybe drew the line. Um, so unfortunately, I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> It hurts. Oh, boy, it's not looking too good for Ratatouille. I, I just, to be honest, it's much. It's like it's a blur, kind of. It's almost like Stuart Little. It's like I barely remember. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with no man, unfortunately. So 
looks like we're still at number seven for top ten Disney Pixar movies. I'm going to go next, and I'm going to go with Finding Nemo. That movie was such an adventure from beginning to end. Like, the the best part, and I know this is going to sound kind of messed up, but the best part is that Nemo gets kidnapped at the beginning, so that the movie is one big adventure to find Nemo, just like it was said in the title. I mean, Ellen DeGeneres did such a great job as Dory and as that character, and the landscapes were so beautiful. Like, this is one of the most beautiful underwater movies I have seen to date. Um, and when Finding Dory came out, I was there first night. No joke. Drop of a hat. Had to get there because this movie is one of the most memorable of my childhood. So I got to put Finding Nemo at number seven. Mike, I'm going to go to you first. What do you think, man? Finding Nemo belong on the list? Absolutely. And, in fact, I feel like Finding Nemo deserves to be higher than seven. But I will, I will definitely endorse Finding Nemo being at seven. Uh, this movie was uh, not only ex- extremely beautiful, especially um, at the time, but it even it, it still holds up. And I feel like it's just going to be one of those animated films that we're going to look at 20 years down the road and say, wow, this film is still very beautiful. Um, you know, like you said, right at the beginning, we are taking on an adventure. I mean, it, it doesn't waste any time. Um, and just a Kind of a, a footnote. Uh, I when Finding Nemo came out, um, I like I was a kind of like growing into a rebellious teenager, and uh, my like my dad was like, "Hey, watch this movie with me." And of course, you know it's a father and son, and so like I, I felt an even more softer connection with my dad after watching the movie. Like I was like, "Man, I would." I would hate for my dad to lose me, or you know, us to, to, to ever be apart. So it was, it just it just all kind of uh, uh, mixed together in this uh, this melting pot of, of feels after watching the film. So this film definitely has a uh, I have a strong attachment to Finding Nemo. So it definitely deserves to be on the list. Dude, that's awesome because I remember being a child and watching. I think I was watching Rugrats one day or something, and my dad, like, came in, patting me on the back, and he's like, hey, man, you want to hit the theater for $2 Tuesday? And we went and watched Finding Nemo, and same as you, man, I had such a good experience with my dad, and not to mention we got to eat a lot of delicious food. Uh, this local theater had local chefs, and they are really good at their job. We had, like, mozzarella sticks, bomb chicken wings. It was the bomb. <laughs> But uh, anyway, Juwan, I'm going to go to you, man. What do you think? Finding Nemo? Does it make it? Uh, it makes it purely off of this. Uh, he was in the Nimenary. So, yeah, it, it, it makes it very good <laughs> off of that. That was that was the most classic thing I had ever heard in anything ever. So, yeah, it makes it in purely off of that. But, no, seriously. Everything you guys are saying. It was a really great family movie. Um, I love Dory. Dory was so funny. Ellen DeGeneres does not get enough credit for how classic uh, she was right. in that movie. Um, it was just great top to bottom. I had no issues with that movie. Didn't really have like that many songs, but it didn't need it because if the movie's fun, it doesn't have to be a musical. 
Um, it just happens that Disney has some of the best fun musicals. So you now assume everything has to have like a catchy song or something to it. Uh, but it was just great for what it was. So, yes, it's a yes for me. Man, the catchiest song in this movie was Just Keep Swimming, dude. Come on. Yeah. Don't, don't forget. Yep. <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep just swimming. Keep, just, keep, just keep swimming. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, so we've got, so far, we've got seven, or excuse me, four things on the list. We've got Tarzan at number 10, uh, Mulan at number 9, Treasure Planet at number 8, and Finding Nemo at number 7. Oh, man, guys, so far we got a good list. Uh, Juwan, give us number 6. All right, let me look at my list here. Oh, man, let me see. Pooch, 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 pooch. All right, you know what? Let's not keep this waiting. Um, I actually just spoke with the gentleman who was the lead in this movie, Mr. Ryan Potter. I'm going Big Hero 6. Such a fun movie. And it has one of the most underrated funny men men in Hollywood right now, uh, Damon Wayne Jr. Uh, He was hilarious in that movie. Um, and Ryan Potter did an amazing job. Uh, you felt that, that connection he had with his brother. You felt that emotion that he went through when he lost his brother. And then what was the, the fluffy white thing called? I can't remember the name. Uh, oh, Baymax. Baymax, thank you. Uh, the Baymax plushes that came out, everything about Baymax was just awesome. Uh, this movie hit you right in the field. It showed you the importance of friendship showed you the importance of overcoming a loss. Um, it was just su- such a great movie. And it has really good action scenes in it for an animated movie. So shout out to my man Ryan Potter, good friend of, of Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, I'm putting Big Hero 6 out there. And, yes, I am sounding a little biased. <laughs> well, that's all right, man. Well, um, you guys are going to hate me, but I never got the chance to get it all the way through Big Hero 6. So I feel like my vote is not going to be as good. Um, I'm going to go to you, though, Micah, and let you decide, bro. Um, Big Hero 6, does this belong on the list? I'm going to put Big Hero 6 on the list uh, for, you know, everything that has already been said. Um, it definitely is a feel-good you know, friendship uh, shows the importance of friendship. Um, and, I, like, I feel like I'm putting it on this list because of Baymax. Like, I'm just a super fan of that character, and I just remember the explosion of his celebrity even before the movie came out. So, uh, but, yeah, let's, let's throw Big Hero 6 up there. Sounds very fitting. Big Hero 6 and number 6. Man, so I turned 21 when this had come out. And um, a couple of my friends got it for me on DVD. And I was over their house watching it, and I ended up passing out. And then when I left the next day, I didn't take the gift, and I never got it back. Like, every time I'd see them, they're like, yeah, bring your Big Hero 6. And I never got it. And I, was, I had always been waiting for it, so I never got to finish it, unfortunately. But what I had seen the first 
half hour about was really, really cool. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it because I loved our interview with Ryan Potter. That kid, that, that was a good one. But now we are looking at number five. Micah, I'm going to go to you for number five. Woo. All right. <laughs> so, number five, I got uh, a, a pretty emotional one um, up at number five, and that is Toy Story 3. And the reason I put Toy Story 3 at number five is uh, because, well, number once you get in the top five of, you know, Disney and, and the animated and the Pixar stuff, it gets pretty hard. But uh, um, that's what she said. So, uh, but Toy Story <laughs> 3 is, you know, it, it, you know, obviously we're going to get a fourth one here pretty soon. But it was the, the, the end of everything. It was wrapping up this trilogy in a nice little package. And I got to be honest with you guys. I got super emotional after watching Toy Story 3. And uh, Toy Story in general, and I'm sure we'll get to the original one, uh, but just the, the whole franchise in general, uh, it started out when I was very young, and then it wrapped up when I was uh, in my, I want to say my 20s is when Toy Story 3 came out. But... Uh, I've always had a strong attachment to this franchise and just to, just to kind of grow with it um, with one and two and three um, in various stages of my life, uh, just to see it wrap up. It was, it, it definitely was a beautiful send off and a beautiful ending to a, uh, an incredible trilogy, probably one of the best trilogies in cinema period. So, Toy Story 3 is my number five, and uh, I want to hear your thoughts, guys. Ooh, man. Uh, Toy Story 3 was awesome. I remember when it came out, I was about 16, 17, so I was Andy's age when he was going off to college, and it just kind of reminded me a little bit of my life with my toys, and I'm like, man, I've just I've abandoned them, just like he's going to leave them with Bonnie. Um, it was, it, it made me cry at the end. I'll say that. <laughs> I was yep. like, no, the toys are gone. They're gone forever. Yep. So, um, that emotional tie up. And I, I liked Lotso as a villain. I was like, all right, it's cheesy as this Care Bear ripoff. No. <laughs> the head honcho, but he's like, it's kind of intimidating. And he's a pretty good villain for them. Um, so I'm going to say definitely yes. Juwan, I'll throw it to you. Uh, definitely, yes. Uh, I'd say short of um, whatever Infinity War gives us as far as the death, the saddest thing in a movie I've ever seen is when uh, Andy is pulling away from Woody and, and, and the rest of the toys uh, as he yeah. leaves them there. That was That was just like a piece of my soul left. And Infinity War is ready to take the other half of my soul um, so, yeah, it, it definitely belongs on there. The hardest thing uh, going forward is going to be uh, the fact that you could make a case all three of those movies deserve a spot on this list uh, because they're equally great for what each each of them uh, was able to accomplish. But, yeah, the way that that ended, Andy driving away from those toys, us knowing how important those toys were to him, yeah, uh, saddest thing ever, ever. Mm-hmm. Ever, dude. I mean, it I was almost like, like 
we've all had that moment in our lives where, you know, we realize, damn, I'm old now and I have to grow up. I have to become a, a, a responsible adult in this world and, you know, it, not necessarily saying goodbye to those, those things that we grew up with, uh, but, uh, you know, just kind of realizing that, man, you know, I'm on to a, a different chapter in my life where, you know, you're, you're Woody and Buzz, you're no longer really needed. It's just, you know, it's sad. It really is. It was definitely like a growing up film. I mean, because you, you came straight from Toy Story 2, which came out 11 years before Toy Story 3. It just followed us along. Like, it was like, all right, you're an adult now, so we're going to make a film depicting what happens when adults move on and toys go to a new home. Uh, so it was heart, so heartwarming, and that's a that's even a hard one to get to the end without tearing up a little. I mean, geez. Yeah. I mean, like my toy yeah, is when, gone. When I when I think about it, I mean, it was tough to get rid of my Beyblades. Uh, I mean, I undying oh. connection to those, especially when it first started and you like spent all that money collecting those Beyblades, and now you're just looking at like at least a clean $100 just being thrown in the garbage. It's just like, uh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. So I, I let it rip one final time. Um, and then it was like, okay, they have to go. But, but yeah, I'd say that was one of the hardest things I'd ever had to do. Let my Beyblades go. Yeah, you're right about that, man. I remember Beyblade like it was yesterday, dude. Let it rip. I mean, that was just, the phrase around the school, dude. Oh, man, we used to trade and upgrade all the parts. But, wow, wow, let me not digress too far into Beyblade because that was a huge part of my life, just like Yu-Gi-Oh! at one point. I was um, about to say that um, <laughs> having Beyblades in school was, like, the more legal version of, like, drug dealing. Like, <laughs> kids would walk in and go, hey, hey, man. Hey, man, you got that new Beyblade? It's like, yeah, man, you know I got that new Beyblade. It's like, all right, you want to go, you know? And it's like, yeah, man, let's go. Let it rip. It's like, wait. It's like, wait. Are you kids doing drugs? It's like, no, we're playing Beyblades. It's like, is that, a, is that a name for drugs? No, it's just Beyblades. It's like, okay. Yeah, you guys sounded really sketchy. You guys sounded super sketchy right there. Oh, man. And then, and then everybody had their own arenas and – their little pla- their, uh, plastic arenas and all these different little parts. To play. It, it was just nuts. Oh, my goodness. But so far, guys, we're halfway through the list. We got number 10, Tarzan, number 9, Mulan, number 8, Treasure Planet, number 7, Finding Nemo, number 6, Big Hero 6, number 5, Toy Story 3. And now I'm going to go with number 4, and I'm going to put Hercules on the list. Um, another great – Musical, yes, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Uh, another great musical film um, that incorporated not only the usual Disney kind of musical theater feel, but also some gospel. Um, and I, yes. I mean, even as a kid, I was like super surprised. Like, I was like, wow, like, there's all this like church like music going on. And I, I remember just seeing that intro and being so impressed with the ladies singing like the lore of Hercules and that being his intro. And then it becoming going into an incredible story of this young man growing up into Hercules. And then the, the animated series was pretty cool too um, when he when it did show him as a teenager for most of the time. 
the music alone, and Hades is a great villain, one of the best yes. animated, I would say. Um, he even was a great villain in Kingdom Hearts. So I'm like, okay, great villain, villain in multiple series. So I try to put this movie on the list, and I'm probably going to end up watching that tonight. So I'm going to say for number four, Hercules and Juwan. I'm going to go to you first. What do you think? Come on. All right. Maybe we lost them. Uh, but I'll start with you, Micah. Oh, wait. I wait, was sorry. I, sorry, yeah. I had myself muted. Oh, sorry. No, because I, I was here talking, and I was just like, all right, so Micah's just going to talk over me. And I was like, oh, wait, no, they can't hear me. <laughs> uh, no, I was saying I'll start this all over again. Um, I'm going to just say two things, and you guys will know exactly what my answer is. James Woods, Danny DeVito. That is why that movie will forever be classic. Um, James Woods was a phenomenal Hades. I I loved everything about what he brought to Hades. Um, And I just, I'm looking here, didn't even know Roger uh, Bart was Hercules. So that was something fun to, to figure out just now. Never knew. Um, but yeah, that movie was such, was so much fun and the songs were great. Um, but yeah, anytime you, you have James Woods, who I thought couldn't get any funnier in this until I saw him in Family Guy, uh, and Danny DeVito, yeah, yeah, this movie was a classic and and it definitely deserves a spot on this list. (laughs) Oh man, I forgot all about Danny DeVito playing Phil. Oh, he's hilarious and he's even hilarious and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Love him as Frank. Oh, my God. Um, but anyway, I'm going to throw it to you, Micah. Absolutely. Hercules is, is a, not only is it a great story, um, because I'm really much – I've always been interested in uh, Greek mythology and, and all that, all the mythos of that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, and Hercules is one of the most famous stories that have ever been told for, you know, thousands of years. So, um, Hercules absolutely deserves to be on the list. Um, one of the things, again, as soon as you guys mentioned Hercules, it just go my mind goes straight to the music and, uh, just how awesome it was and, uh, how it's still enjoyable, uh, today. The music of Hercules is right up there for me with Tarzan. It's 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 still pretty fun. Um, <laughs> all the all the characters in that movie were really funny. Um, I I've always been a fan of that movie, and I just I can actually remember when it came out. Like I I don't know if you guys remember uh, actually you know when it initially came out in '97, but um, I remember when it came out. I remember when I got it or went to the theater to see it. I remember. Getting the, do you guys remember the plastic, uh, like the Disney VHS covers for their, uh, for their yep. set tape? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Disney, yeah, the, the big clunky plastic ones. Yeah, but the, they're no, right I inside. Just, I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely enjoyed this movie. The cast was pretty damn stellar. Um, the music, the cast, the story, uh, and I've always enjoyed the story of uh, The Legend of Hercules. So, Absolutely, put put uh, Hercules on this list, man. Come on now. 
Don't play no games with me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say no. Hercules is like one of the best. And I was surprised to see that it got booted so early off my Disney tournament. Um, it got booted pretty early, probably in the sec- first or second round, but that's like one of my favorite top five, even maybe even top three. Um, Hercules is awesome. Even speaking of the funny cast, even the Pegasus was hilarious. Yeah, he didn't even have to be talking. So it's exactly. like, all right, you got each one of them, including the animals. That's hilarious and a great plot of a character, of course, progressing throughout the film. So. Yep, we're writing in that as number four. So, Jamon, I'm going to go to you for number three. I'll mention oh, uh, in, uh, in, I don't know if it was elementary school or middle school, but one of my teachers threw that movie on d- during a history, I mean, a, a history lesson. I mean, it was, it, that's just, Hershey wow. was that damn good. Yeah. Well, holy crap, man, consider yourself lucky <laughs> in middle school. I definitely didn't get any teachers that were throwing it on for history, but that's that's awesome, dude. Uh, <laughs> so, Javon, I'm going to head to you for number three, bro. Number three? Oh, man. This is a movie I wanted to add so desperately, but I can't because there's no way I, I feel comfortable putting it at number three. All right, I'll talk about it in my honorable mentions then, because it definitely deserves to be mentioned. Um, I'm seeing like three or four movies here that deserve to be mentioned, but I'm going with my I'm pick. I'm many. going. I'm going. The Incredible. Need not say any more. It told the Fantastic Four story way better than Fox ever could dream of telling that story. Um, <laughs> Baby Jack Jack was amazing. I think we all wish that we knew a baby Jack-Jack in one way or another. Um, that movie was so much fun. Uh, I had a really, really, really good villain that, that grew up wanting to be... You know, and that that's what I took from, from this. When you watch uh, The Incredibles, the beginning, with the guy uh, as a kid, the term you never meet, you never should meet your heroes was never more true than, than at the beginning of that movie. He just wanted to be a hero. He was inspired by everything uh, Mr. Incredible was doing. And it was that one moment with Mr. Incredible rejecting him that turned him into a supervillain. So it was just one of those things that it's just like, it's a typical story of it just takes something so small in a conversation with somebody that could drastically change uh, that person's uh, direction on, on where they go. But, yeah, this movie was so much fun. I think it could easily be number one. Um, I know Leo's going to end up putting his number one. Uh, It was my favorite of all time, but I thought I'd leave it for Leo. So I was like, all right, I'll just throw The Incredibles on here. Um, But, yeah, The Incredibles definitely deserves to be on here. And, arguably, it should be top two, not even top three. I mean, man, I can't argue. I love The Incredibles. I mean, (laughs) just like you said, they did the Fantastic Four story so much better. And not to mention um, somebody people commonly forget that I thought was hilarious in the movie was Frozone and Samuel L. Jackson as him. Um, <laughs> I was actually hoping we got to see a little bit more of that character and hopefully a little bit more in this next one. He was just a hilarious character who I thought had a lot more potential to be in the movie and have some more development. Uh, but just the whole, just Pixar and doing the um, 
the superhero thing I thought was pretty cool. Uh, they pulled it off. It was a great story. And not only that, it was a superhero family story. So, I mean, we got a very heartwarming connection between all the characters because they're all family. Um, I'm looking forward to this next one coming up. That's for sure. Uh, so, Micah, I'm going to go to you. What do you think? Does it belong on the list at number three? I mean, what kind of person would I be if I said The Incredibles didn't belong on this list? Uh, I feel like you guys would have to check me into some kind of psychiatric ward. Uh, but The Incredibles is so incredible. And it came out during a time when my sister was like three or four years old. So it was just one of those movies where, you know, we had to watch it on repeat because she enjoyed it. Um, but I had no problem with that. I mean, Incredibles is such a great movie, and it took so long for them to get a sequel going. I don't understand it, but I'm glad that we can finally get or get that sequel that we've been dying to to have instead of Cars 2 or Cars 3. Like, we didn't need those. We didn't need those sequels. We needed The Incredibles <laughs> to have another film. Uh, so I'm really happy that we're getting that. This movie, they, these four are the Fantastic Four or, or five or whatever, however you want to count them. But this is the Fantastic Four film or the quintessential Fantastic Four film that we've always wanted. Uh, you know, kind of going, kind of pulling back the layers of this family and, and their kind of their day-to-day operations on how they deal with uh, post-superhero lives and then having to get back into it because of, you know, everything that's going on around them. Uh, so not only was the cast great, uh, but all the characters, I feel like everybody can be a fan of one of the characters in this movie. Uh, so I have a, I had a lot of fun watching Incredibles, and much like most of the movies that are on this list, except for the ones that I need to do my homework on, uh, most of the movies on this list I can go back and enjoy, just like I've, uh, you know, it's the first time I'm ever seeing it. So Incredibles, definitely on this list. Yeah, for sure, man. And um, not to mention about The Incredibles, uh, that was directed by Brad Bird, who did The Iron Giant. And Pixar was like a little bit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that movie was amazing. But it was a box office failure, so Pixar was a little bit shaky on it at first. But he brought over most of his team, and they just crushed it. I mean, The Incredibles is, again, like you said, the, one of the sequels we've been looking forward to, uh, it left it left it open at the end for a sequel. So the fact that they came back and did it was fantastic. Not to mention we got, you know, Finding Dory uh, a couple years back. It's nice that they're bringing these movies back and wrapping them up properly. So I am marking yeah, that I, in, guys. What's up, Juwan? No, I was just going to say, I will say that it's very disrespectful. That um that the uh not Andre I'm sorry, Iron Giant didn't get enough respect. That was such a classic children's film, and I feel like this generation doesn't even know that it existed. Uh, shout out yeah. to Ready Player, uh, what was it called? Ready Player One, I believe that was that movie. Yep. Shout out to Iron yeah. Giant getting a cameo in that. Uh, so hopefully it gets people who are like, oh, what's that? Like, go watch it. That movie was so freaking good. And I believe, wasn't Vin Diesel the voice of Iron Giant? Yes, it was. Yes. Crushed it. So, yes, he did. 
when I heard that, like when I remembered like how much I love Iron Giant, they were like he's gonna be Groot, and I was the first thing I thought was well Groot doesn't really talk, and then I really thought about it, I was like Iron Giant didn't really talk either. Like okay yeah this could be right. I mean Vin Vin Diesel pretty much just grunts when he talks regularly anyway, so I was like yeah it's perfect guy. <laughs> but yeah I just wanted to say Iron Giant deserves a lot more love than it than it uh than it gets. I mean you're so right about that Iron Giant was was great, and a lot of people tend to overlook it. Uh, Ready Player One, not so much, but the cameo from Iron Giant was amazing. Uh, just having him on screen again, I mean, geez, I don't even think there was a sequel, if I'm not mistaken. I, I might be, but I, if there is, I no sequel. didn't catch it. Yeah, no, nah, there was no sequel. Uh, and I, yeah, that I was, it deserved that was a back lot when, more. Um, that was back when Pixar was very... Uh, stingy on the idea of if you didn't make that much money, you were not getting uh, a sequel. And what was weird was I feel like a, most of Pixar's movies, not most, but a good portion, had sequels. So when you look back and you go, how did Iron Giant not get a sequel? That that's insane. Well, well, Iron Giant was actually Warner Bros. Um, oh, it was Warner Brothers. I, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, but I know they only raked in about like something like thirty million in the box office, and the budget was much higher than that. So it just kind of yeah, they didn't have that great of a track record to come in with Pixar, but Pixar gave them the chance anyway, and that was lucky hit. We are winding down to the last two slots. I mean, wow, there are so many movies that I feel like still right. haven't made the list. <laughs> I mean, I have a long, long honorable mentions list for this one, so I'm going to probably have to go back and bop some out towards the end, but I won't get too far ahead. Micah, what's number two? Number two is us. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I would be shooting myself in the foot if I didn't mention this one. Uh, if I wasn't able to get this one in there. But number two for me is definitely Up. Uh, just good Lord, the, the, from the first, what is it, the first 10 or 15 minutes of the of the movie, uh, if that, you're you're on the floor balling. I mean, it's an emotional Stop. film. Um, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty sad, but at the same time, you've got the, uh, the, this charismatic kid uh, that uh, in, in that dog um, that uh, you know they get together with the old man and and after he's dealt with some things and um, some of some of the things I can I can sort of relate to uh, so once again it's, it's just one of those movies where I have some some emotional attachment to it but um, you know they they build the or they have the house with the balloons and and he flies away, and uh, it's it's a very adventurous film, but it's very heavy emotionally. Um, you know, kids aren't going to be able to grasp and fathom uh, the emotion the emotion going on in this film. Um, they see the the bright colors and the balloons and the and the adventure and the dog and the little kid and stuff like that. Um, but then, you know, me as an adult, I see the old man and what he had, to, what he went through and what he lost and uh, sort of kind of wanting to give up a little bit. 
but in the end, uh, it all turns out uh, a, a very happy ending. And uh, it's only an hour and 30 minutes, but uh, it, it's, it takes you on a roller coaster of emotion, not in a bad way, uh, but in a way that, you know, it, it pulls on your heartstrings from the beginning, uh, and then it kind of p- takes you on this journey of, you know, hey, this old man is, is really kind of rotten, but then, you know, the layers start to get peeled back because of this kid and what he's able to kind of pull out of that old man. And, uh, you know, it ultimately ends up being a, a, feel-good, a feel-good film. So, um, so yeah, I would have to put up on this list who it deserves to be at number two. What do you guys think? Um, Jawan, I'm going to go to you first, man. What do you think? Oh, man. Listen, I want to start by saying I desperately love Up. Uh, it took me a while to um, to actually see it. Uh, I want to say a few years after it came out to actually see it. But I immediately fell in love with that uh, with that movie. But the biggest struggle I'm having is, correct me if I'm wrong, Wally is a Disney Pixar, right? Correct. Yep. So, all right. So there's like th- there's like four movies that I desperately want to put in over up, but my body won't let Same. me. Uh, that's Frozen, Frozen, Lilo and Stitch, <laughs> um, uh, Wally, and I'm mm. forgetting one. I'm forgetting one. I can't remember. Mm, mm, I can't remember what I'm forgetting. No, 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 Leo, don't worry. Moana? I already know what number one's going to be. No, not Moana. Not Moana. Um, don't worry, Leo. I already know what number <laughs> one's going to be, so I'm leaving that for you. I'm not even going to mention it. Oh, um, I'm sorry. So my four are Frozen, excuse me, um, Wally, uh, Lilo and Stitch, and Aladdin. That I, those four, oh, I want to yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. put over, I want to put over up, and I'm struggling because well, I don't want to tell you no, Micah, because Up is, to me, I think Up and Lion King could go 1A, 1B. And if, yes. you're diehard, yes. if you're a diehard yes. Disney fan, if you're a diehard Disney fan, you could go either way, and, and it wouldn't yep. be like a downgrade for the other. So that's what yep. my struggle is. So I'm going to say yes, because Up deserves to be on here. But it's killing me, because anytime you have a movie with Robin Williams, it's like, oh. I, I want that in there. So it's like I want Aladdin in there, and Frozen gave me one of the most greatest songs. I didn't even know I could physically let go until I heard that song. I was like, wait, you can let, let it go? I was like, I didn't even know that. So Frozen, to me, deserves to be on this list. Um, but for for you, Micah, I'm going to say yes to Up. But I will say when we revisit this list over again, uh, something has to come out because Aladdin. There's no way Aladdin there's should no not way. be on this list. And I'm gonna try to fight to get Frozen on there, uh, also. I, so, but yes, sorry, I kind of went way around the block and came back. But sorry, Micah. Yes, Up does deserve to uh, on this list at number two. I'm just gonna say, man, about the Frozen. You might have to do like she said and let it go, man. I don't know if I <laughs> end up agreeing with you on that one, but we'll we'll see. We'll see how the battle goes. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm gonna say yes to up, but it's just like you were saying, Jawan. I wanted to hold it. Um, I I've got so many on the list, 
that I'm just like, wow, haven't we haven't even mentioned yet, and I think deserve a spot. I mean, you're going through some of them. Aladdin, I thought definitely deserved a spot. Um, we got Incredibles on there. I thought Monsters Inc. could deserve a spot. Not above up, but just on the list in general. Um, but I'm going to say yes, because uh, the first 20-minute montage alone of him growing up just had me in such tears when he lost his wife. I mean, going back and watching that, I, I actually watched it fairly recently in, like, 2014, 2015, and, whew, I was so, I was crying like a baby. That, that first 20 minutes had me so reeled in and pulled into the emotional weight of this movie that it, it, it made me love it. It made me love and appreciate the color that, you know, the balloons brought and that the little boy brought to it and the dog. It, it was a nice mix of the two. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to put that at number two. All yeah, right, I mean, guys. What were you saying, Jamal? Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, man, because we're about to get back to the list. Um, no, I was just going to say, yeah, this this was a tough one, but Up definitely deserves a spot on there. But I was going to say, you weren't, even though I, I love that movie too, you you wouldn't allow Frozen on, but you would allow Monster Inc. on? I would allow Monster Inc. on, the first Toy Story. Okay, Coco. yeah, okay, all right. I agree. I agree. But Frozen Frozen has to be like an honorable mention or something. That movie was a classic, bro. You can't you can't listen, listen, Frozen. Listen, listen here. It's it's an honorable mention. But again, maybe you can convince me, man. Maybe you can convince me. All right, we'll get there. But guys, we'll get there. we are finally down to number one. Going back over the list, we had number ten Tarzan, number nine Mulan. Number eight, Treasure Planet. Number seven, Finding Nemo. Number six, Big Hero 6. Number five, Toy Story 3. Number four, Hercules. Number three, The Incredibles. Number two, Up. And for number one, I'm going to go with The Lion King. Got to make that my number one. Um, I don't know if that was the one you were expecting, Juwan, if, if that was it or not. But Lion King had some of the best the best music of a single Disney movie ever. Like every single track on that sound on that soundtrack, and that's my number one soundtrack, is just unskippable in nature. Circle of Life, Hakuna Matata, just just muttering those names is like sweet, sweet nostalgia for me. And just going back to my childhood, um, a little bit about me, I have a Simba doll that I've had since I was probably about three years old. And I used to drag that thing around everywhere I went. So I just have a very big emotional tie to the Lion King. And I remember at one point I lost to Simba, and I was so upset. But my dad was like, i, I got to get him another one. And he ended up getting me another one. And I've kept that second Simba all the way up to this day. <laughs> um, I actually probably can find it somewhere around here. So it's got a big place in my heart just from my childhood even. And uh, the, the great cast of voices, uh, James Earl Jones as Mufasa, I know, and 
a lot of great voices. Whoopi Goldberg as one of the hyenas. I mean, we had a great range of voices, great music, and even and a spectacular story that tells you even though you get a little bit off track, you can always find your way back in the end. So I got to go Lion King at number one. Jawan, I'm going to go to you first. What do you think? Um, yeah, no, I, that's exactly what I thought you were gonna, where you were gonna go to for number one, because uh, it it is honestly the greatest uh, animated movie ever. ever. It's flawless. It's it's almost completely flawless. Um, I just, I can't wait to be king. Uh, Circle of Life. Can you feel the love tonight? There's so many classics after classics after. Be prepared. Uh, Jeremy Irons, you forgot, uh, who voices Scar. Sorry. He voiced Scar. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, that movie, the same way you felt about Simba, I felt about Balto. But instead of losing my Balto, my aunt uh, gave away my Balto. So that still to this day hurts me to my core. Um, so I completely understand uh, the the attachment you had with your Simba. That's what I felt with Balto. Um, but yeah, as far as The Lion King goes, it, I still have the VHS, even though there's no VCR anywhere in my house. Um, it, it definitely deserves to be number one. There will be nothing ever in the history of Disney movies or any movie that will ever top how perfect The Lion King was. Oh, man, it's just flawless top to bottom. And I forgot Matthew Broderick is who does uh, Adult Simba, um, Fair yep. Dealer. So it, yep. it's awesome that the cast is just so well-rounded. And you've got big names. Nathan Lane does Timon. Um, <coughs> you just got some good names on the, the voice acting. But, Micah, what do you think? Does this deserve number one? Oh, man, this movie it, it not only deserves to be number one, but how many movies in in your guys' minds do you feel are absolutely flawless? Lion King is one of those movies for me, Wizard of Oz being the other one. But Lion King is so flawless from the casting of the voices to the story to the characters to the music. Everything about The Lion King is absolutely memorable. Um, I can, it just feels like yesterday was the first time that I saw the, that I saw the movie uh, because how memorable the entire movie is. Um, I can think of the whole story. I can think of the whole movie uh, shot for shot. It's just that good. I mean, there's <laughs> days where I'll be talking about the hyenas and there's other days where I'll be quoting Simba. And then there's other days I'll quote Scar. I mean, the movie is great. The music, like I said, is fantastic. Um, again, got to chalk it up. One of those soundtracks, again, that I have on iTunes where I'll just pop it in and I'll start listening to it and uh, because it, 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 the way that it makes me feel. Um, it's just one of those uh, incredibly uh, well-composed soundtracks to a film. Um, but Lion King... My God, this movie is perfect, in my opinion. Absolutely perfect. Uh, I, I can't think of a single single flaw about this film. Absolutely number one. Well-deserved for, uh, for our list here, guys. Yeah, man. I mean, Lion King, it's like you said, when you think of perfect movies, 
it's one of the first to come up and just yeah. But uh, when you were when you were saying shot by shot, I was literally remembering shot by shot the whole just can't wait to be king song, like how yeah. he jumps out uh, near the the um the hippo in the beginning and it just like changes colors. I mean it's it's amazing. I. I, but I, I, I got to ask you guys real quick, and this is kind of random. Um, what does everybody think about that upcoming live action Lion King? Uh, oh, I'm down. I'm so down. I'm so down <laughs> yeah. for that. Oh, me too, dude. It's got Donald Glover as Simba, Beyonce as Nala, James Earl Jones as Mufasa. I mean, I, I can't wait. And Seth Logan as Pumbaa. What do you think, Jawan? You, you excited? Uh, yeah, I'm extremely excited. Uh, I'm one of those guys that was a fan of Donald's uh, when he was a stand-up comedian. Um, so just to see how far Dang. he's come and just all of all of what he's done. Uh, the the biggest reason, like everyone was excited for The Lion King when Favreau signed. I was the only one that was excited only when Donald signed. <laughs> like when Donald signed, I was like, yeah, let's go. I can't wait. Like, he should voice all of the Simbas, young, infant, adult, <laughs> old man, like, just do everything. The guy is just so freaking talented. Um, but, yeah, I will say this this will give the animated one a run for its money. If you saw how well Favreau was able to recreate uh, the world for the Jungle Book, this oh, yeah. movie is going to visually yeah. not only be, I don't want to say haunting, but it's going to be so epic. Um, Favreau looks like he's one of those guys that could just do anything. Star Wars, Iron Man, uh, movies about food trucks, Lion King, Jungle elf. Book. Like he's elf. Yeah, <laughs> the guy is just so freaking talented. So yeah, I can't wait for this Lion King movie. Bring in um Jeremy. Uh, not Jeremy. I'm sorry. Uh, J- James Earl Jones back was great. I still to this day yes. think it's a little offensive. I-, I don't know if any conversations were had. But you, Jeremy Irons is alive. He absolutely could have brought Jeremy Irons back. But um, the ru- uh, the rumor I'm hearing uh, was Chitelli Okafor, however you pronounce his name, that's who's going to be Schwafer. It was, I think, yeah. Yeah, it was originally rumored it'd be Hugh Jackman, but that that was false. Uh, so Chitelli yeah. um, looks like he's going to be our scar, which I'm completely fine with. Uh, I, I did have a specific thing that I did want the voice actors to be predominantly African American, um, because yeah. of the uh, because of what I felt Lion King should have been um, as far as voice actors. So I, I'm completely fine with that. Hugh Jackman would have been dope. I really would have preferred Jeremy Irons, but I'm totally okay with the direction that they went. And I'm just super hyped for this movie to come out. I can't wait for the trailer. That's what I'm looking forward to. Is that yeah. first shot of the trailer? Me too. But hopefully, maybe. Maybe, I don't know, because uh, I know they've been working, so hopefully uh, D23 comes around. We can maybe get a first glimpse at, like, a photo or something. Oh, we got to get uh, something yeah. at D23. Gotta. We got to get something, man, something. I need, I need I mean, even if it's not a, a full-length trailer, just give us a teaser trailer to where we just hear uh, Donald singing as Simba, something that I can go, okay, all right, I could just watch this a thousand times. So the movie comes out. That's how I felt about Infinity War. Once I got a trailer, I was like, oh, I can just watch this trailer a billion times until I actually see the movie. So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. 
I mean, even just a clip, uh, just something will be awesome. I mean, we've already got like a full trailer for uh, for uh, Mary Poppins and Winnie the Pooh. Like, come on, we got to have some more stuff coming. But, guys, we're down to the wire. We got all ten down, and I'm just going to go over the list, and then I'll go over some honorable mentions that either didn't make it or I would like to add a little bit later. So starting at number ten, we're looking at Tarzan. Number nine, Mulan. Number eight, Treasure Planet. Number seven, Finding Nemo. Number six, Big Hero 6. Number five, Toy Story Number four, Hercules. Number three, The Incredibles. Number two, Up. And number one, The Lion King. And some of my honorable mentions were Pocahontas, Wally, Monsters, Inc., Emperor's New Groove, uh, Aladdin, for sure, Coco, and Toy Story. But I will get to me last. Juwan, I want to go to you first. Uh, was there any movies that you thought could be replaced on the list or think need to be placed for another? Absolutely. Uh, we're taking Treasure Planet out and we're putting Aladdin in. Uh, that, that's, that's without question. Uh, crazy of me to even forgotten to say Aladdin. Um, but Aladdin deserves a spot on this list. We all know that. Um, so I'm taking my pick, Treasure Planet, out to put in Aladdin. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I I felt really ashamed of myself as well because I was like, dude, Aladdin, that, that's almost like top three. Like, that's just – it's such a good movie and was such a great cast. Robin Williams as Jeannie will forever be one of the most memorable voices and roles from any Disney movie ever. Um, that was another one with great animation, great, great music. I got to say yes, for sure. Micah, how about you? We're replacing the Treasure Planet with Aladdin? Yeah. I mean, I didn't really – I can't remember that movie. So, yeah, uh, easily <laughs> with Aladdin. Uh, and uh, real quick, I mean, we talked about the live-action Lion King. You guys feeling the uh, live-action Aladdin coming? No. No? What? No. Uh, talk about that. Talk no. about that. No. That movie wow. is com- looks like it's going to be completely offensive. No. Wow. Wait, no, why? Not why? Looking forward to it. Go, into, go into detail. You're casting. And, I mean, this is, a, this is a movie that when it went through the process of casting, you had your director who said it was really difficult to find actors of that specific race. And it was just like, that is a, a a bunch of bull. You didn't look hard. Yeah. Like, the kid John Favreau got yeah, right. to be in Jungle Book had said he had never acted before. He had never acted before. So if John Favreau could take a newspaper off a street and build him into be a really good actor, I believed in that kid in that movie. Only to find out, like, after seeing it, the kid was like, yeah, I had never acted before. John had to help me every day. It was just like, wait, what? <laughs> But you were so good. What do you mean you've never acted before? So if you're telling me you couldn't find people of a certain descent, my question is, did you look hard enough? Or did you just go on the streets of L.A. and say, eh, no, I don't really see anyone. No, I, I don't think I can find anyone else anywhere else. That was very lazy. Uh, Naomi, whatever her name is, Scott, who I believe Naomi has, Scott. Like some, 
has some she was uh, pink ranger. Right. She has some she has some kind of race in her. I can't remember what it was exactly. But when you look at her, she looks nothing like Jasmine. Jasmine was obviously full of color. Naomi Scott is not. So that to me, even if you tan her up, you darken her, whatever, still offensive could have found someone of that actual nationality that could have been Jasmine. Um, and again, I wanted my genie to be The Rock, not Will Smith. Um, I felt as though The Rock, uh, from, if you see Moana, you see that he can sing. And you wouldn't have really had to do much CGI or anything because The Rock is as buff and as big as the genie himself. So it's just a lot about that movie that I'm not looking forward to. It is possibly whatever comes out the year that that movie comes out. I I want to see like if Amy Schumer has the movie, I'd rather see that than Aladdin. Jesus. Right. <laughs> All right, that's going a little too far, man. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I I'm looking forward to it. Um. Jungle Book looks so good, and Lion King looks like it's going to be great. So I'm looking forward to pretty much all these adaptions, these live-action adaptions. Um, I'm cool with Will Smith being Genie because he's freaking Will Smith, and I feel he's one of my favorite actors, so I'm a little biased. I think he'll do good in just about any role he does. Uh, Naomi Scott is half Indian, if I'm not mistaken, but I, I can agree with you to a certain extent. You could have got somebody who was – fully Middle Eastern, just like they did with Aladdin, the guy who was Aladdin. I I haven't I don't recognize him Mina Masoud, I think. Yeah, yeah, Mina Masoud is his name. I think that's how you pronounce it, but I didn't recognize him from any, from anything. And they could have did the same with Jasmine, uh, but I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it'll be a good film. Guys, uh, so we're replacing Treasure Planet with Aladdin. Uh, were there any more, Juwan? Um, let me see. Chicka, 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 chicka. Um, I was going to argue Monster Inc. in Emperor's New Groove, but I don't really see what I'd feel comfortable taking out. I will say, if anything... I'd take Toy Story 3 out for Toy Story 1 um, because I just kind of feel as though overall that was a better movie. And didn't you got a friend in me? Wasn't that Toy Story? Yeah, that was the first one. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I kind of – if I did have to take something out, I'd take out 3 and replace it with 1. So I'll go to you first about that. I could – I totally agree with that. I mean, that's – that those movies are except for the second one. The second one I feel can can remain off the list, but uh, Toy Story one or three can definitely be on this list. That is the first movie that I can remember actually seeing in theaters with my mom. So that that definitely has uh, significance in my life, and it just it was a very different movie to see at the time because I, I was I wasn't used to you know computer generated graphics in a in a film at that point so yeah I, I let's throw it on the list let's replace uh three with or yeah three with one that's fine with me yeah man uh, I definitely think the same I 
it, it kills me to even take Toy Story 3 off the list because right. of how much I love it and how endearing and beautiful 3 is and just the ode to goodbye of toys. But Toy Story 1 has an even more special place in my heart. And what's weird is that Toy Story 2, I think, was the weakest of the three, but it still holds up pretty strong uh, to this day. Um, I could probably sit down and watch that trilogy and highly enjoy all three films, and that's pretty rare for any film trilogy to pull off. But, yeah, I would have to say yes to Toy Story 1. Um, for the simple fact of you have a friend in me and just how memorable of a song that is and the memorable phrases to infinity and beyond. And of course, yep. you know, reach for the sky. It was just like, never give up. And I, I love that anytime it's implemented in a movie. So, yep, we are going to replace Toy Story on the list. So now and, Toy uh, Story th- is number five. Sid, Sid in that movie was so damn diabolical. My God, man. That's the worst child ever. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. You even go Sid. back now and you're like, wow, that's a dangerous kid. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I definitely I definitely call the cops on that kid. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a, grown, I'm a grown-ass I'm man. A... I am calling the cops on that kid. I don't care. Absolutely. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I might even taser that kid. Like, that kid was really dangerous. Right <laughs> I mean, even his toys were, like, pretty dangerous. I'm like, whoa, this kid's toys have, like, knives and poked out eyeballs <laughs> and lasers. I'm like, dude, that's, this kid can that's how dangerous. Someone. That's how dangerous his imagination was. His, his toys were, were even murderers. Like, <laughs> right. So it's like this kid is gonna grow up to be a freaking psychopath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, while we're on the subject of Toy Story, what does everybody think about Toy Story Four coming out? Um, I'm kind of torn because I feel like it's like okay, three had such a nice wrap up. Do we really need a fourth? I don't know. I don't want it to come back and just bomb completely. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't think? think I don't think four is I don't think Toy Story Four is gonna bomb. I feel like I, I, I'm in the same boat where I'm torn on it because it's like, oh, okay, so we're so we're not done. Like I I don't I felt like it was tied up very nicely with the third, and a fourth one is not necessary. But I get it. It's a business. It you know it's gonna make money and all that. I get it. But for for the sake of, you know, storylines and stories being ended at, at three, it's just like, do we do we need to continue? So I'm, I'm torn. I'm going to see it, but, you know, I'm just like, do we, do we need it? Do we really need it? Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Um, it's just almost unnecessary, and I wonder – if that will translate in the movie, like, will it feel like, yeah, this is good because it's Toy Story, but it's not as strong as the other three. So we'll have to wait and see once it comes out in June of 2019, uh, which is a ways away, but will uh, Infinity War seemed like a ways away a couple months ago, and it's almost here. 
Uh, but Jawan, what do you think of Toy Story 4 and the possibilities? Uh, I don't know because to me, I, I've, we've spent all of our childhood acknowledging Andy being the kid. You know what it reminds me of? I saw the other day, um, and I completely almost just lost my mind. I saw Fairly Odd Parents had, um, excuse me, has um, a female now as the kid, which having a female is completely fine, but I've only ever known Timmy. So it's like when I yeah. saw someone else, I was like, whoa, what happened to Timmy? Why did you let him grow up? Like, who, who okayed it? So now it's like, all right, we've only known uh, Andy, I think, was the kid's name in Toy Story. So it's like, are you now yep. going to give the toys to a new kid? Like, I don't like that. I don't like that. If, if your whole thing was for us to see Andy grow up and then, you know, not need the toys anymore, have that be where it ends. Uh, I would have preferred them to try to do a, maybe a live-action version of, of Toy Story and, and tell it through that. But to do another animated movie to one you supposedly already wrapped up, that to me makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, man. It, it just it feels like Cars 3. It just seems like it's not needed. <laughs> just, just one more thing that pumps the money out, I guess. But we'll have to wait and see. It's news to me that Fairly Odd Parents have a girl now. That's interesting. Yeah, I think yeah, that's news to me as well. Scared the scared the daylights out of me. I'm I'm watching and I'm like whoa whoa because I I thought maybe it was just like like maybe like Cosmo did something and like turned Timmy into a girl and then I'm watching it for 30 minutes and there's no mention of Timmy so I'm like all right this is gonna be weird but I'm gonna stay tuned for the next episode so I can see what happened to Timmy and then the next episode it was still her I was like all right okay wait a minute Nickelodeon Ooh. what are you doing to me man. And then they had said, uh, and then I Googled it, and they were like, uh, you know, Twitter is like the, the new form of the news. Twitter was like, yeah, no, they replaced Timmy. And I was like, well, who gave them the okay? Like, they didn't ask our generation if that was cool. Like, no, just end the show. End the show once Timmy got older. You don't just keep it going. No, that, that that's not right. Timmy worked hard. He gave us, like, 11 years of uh, whatever Vicky was saying in, in that song. I still to this day what is, what is have no idea right what Vicky now? was saying. <laughs> Timmy worked hard. He did, though. Timmy worked I mean, hard, man. Right. 11 Timmy years. Timmy the universe. With the show for 11, 12 years, man. And that's absolutely unfair to not just end it with Timmy as the kid. What the heck? I don't know. I'm going to have to go and watch that. Um, I'm definitely going to get back to you on that, and we'll talk about that. And New Ninja Turtles at some point, Um, because that looks like hot garbage. But anyway, um, getting back to the list, I'm going to go to you, Micah. Uh, Are there any on the list that you think should be replaced with something else? Oh, man. I would replace Big Hero 6 with Zootopia. Mm, I'm going to go to you first, Juwan. Uh, That's going to be a no for me. Uh, I thought because Jason Jason Bateman was in it, that'd be enough to, like, carry me through that movie successfully and happily, and it didn't. Uh, I thought it was just, like, super boring. Um, So I'm... 
sorry, I'm going to have to say Big Hero 6 was wow. still a way better movie. Idris Elba? Uh, yeah, it had Idris Elba, but, I mean, I just wasn't as impressed as it was hyped up to be. I didn't see it till much later, um, probably about five or six months after it came out, and people were just raving about it, like just going nuts about how good this movie was, and I saw it, and I was like, eh, it's good, but not great. I, I, it wouldn't be in my top 10. Uh, maybe if we're doing top 15, it'd be like number 15, but eh, <laughs> I don't think it's over. Even the first half hour that I saw Big Hero 6, so I'm going to have to say no. Oh, man. This is, this is too much. This is just reminiscent of my uh, <laughs> my first my first show. Jesus. <laughs> you do have you do have the chance to try another. If you want to try adding another one over Big Hero Six, go right ahead. Oh, oh okay. Uh, okay, so I've got I've got two here. All right, so just hear me out. Emperor's New Groove and Wreck It Ralph. Either do either one of those sound better than or uh, are better than Big Hero Six? I think so. Uh, mm. I would argue Emperor's New Groove, but I mean, yeah, I would argue Emperor's New Groove mm. if you want to go with that one, man. Uh, come on now, <laughs> Jawan, come on now. <laughs> Oh. Emperor's New Groove is hilarious. I watched it again not too long ago. Go back and watch it. You'll replace Big Hero 6 in a heartbeat. No, I can't. There was no, <laughs> no. There was no, there was no emotion in Emperor's oh, New man. Groove. Big Hero Dude, 6 really? had emotion. It had humor. It had action. No, Emperor's New Groove was just super funny. It was just super. You remember it being more humorous. Than, than one of those sad Disney movies that that can fill you know that can fill in that sadness with like a lot of humor and action. Like no, I'm 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 sorry. Big Hero Six to me was still super special. And come on, I'm sorry. You you have to equate the movie with more than just a movie, more so of its impact. What was sellable from Emperor's New Group? The llama. Don't tell me the llama. It was not being sold more. <laughs> You've got a point. You've got a point. <laughs> oh, dude, like to me, and don't get me Clock don't get me wrong. Alone. I don't get me wrong. I followed Emperor's New Groove even when it became a show. You guys remember when it became a show? Yeah. Like it. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I love everything about it. Um, I would fight for it to be. Uh, I couldn't even think of anything else to think. I'm sorry, Big Hero Six to me just overall. To be able to to take that movie, build, excuse me, and it had a twist at the end. It, it had a twist. It had drama. It had great action. It's a great story, and it had marketability. Like you could take Baymax and just make billions of dollars just off Baymax. Um, Emperor's New Groove, hilarious. Kids would probably watch it once and then go, "All right, I can't play with anything from this movie." So yeah, no, I'm good. So it's like, about the toys, huh? Is, is it about the so, toys, Joel Schumacher? Huh? Everything, everything, 
about <laughs> animated movies are about your ability to sell it to children. And the best way to mm. sell things to children is tangibility. They need to touch it. And and the only thing you want your kids, you don't want your kids playing around with the, the disc or the, the v, VH, uh, VCR, VHS. <laughs> you want to give them toys. And no one's playing with well, a llama. I'm sorry you didn't have a stuffed Cusco as a child, Juwan, but I sure did. The llama, I man. did not. I'm sorry. <laughs> it did have a toy run, and I'm pretty sure it even had a McDonald's toy run, if I'm not <laughs> mistaken. <laughs> Come on, man. Emperor's New Groove. I'm I'm going to say yes. Um, Like you said, Juwan, it was hilarious beginning to end. Um, It may have not had the emotion that the hero sits had, but that's one I can go back and watch over and over and over. Uh, I love Emperor's New Groove, so I'm going to say yes. So I'm sorry, man. You two are dead to me. <laughs> you know what? I, I came on. I'm on this show. I'm on this show to fight for what's right. <laughs> I that is not that. right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but we had to get that on the list, Juwan. Big Hero 6, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go watch that tonight. And if I think it's better than Emperor's New Groove, I'll let you know. Probably not, but I will let you know. <laughs> Wait, um, probably not that you won't let me know or that you don't think it's he's better. Not gonna, he's not going to let you know. That I don't get better. <laughs> no, that I don't think it's oh. better. Oh, okay, because I'm like, wait, I'm like, you're you're not going to tell me? Okay, all right, cool. No, no, I probably don't think it's better, but we'll, we'll see. Um, were there any more, Micah? Um, no, I feel like I feel like our list, saying the the uh, Big Hero Six, uh, is actually pretty pretty tight. Yeah, um, I'm looking over the list and it's so solid that there's there's not one I would want to remove. There's a lot that will, we had, that we left out. I mean, yeah, I'll say like Wally was a was a big one that kind of got Wally left out. Is, um, Wally is so important. Like people need to watch that movie. It is so important. I know. I'm like, man, we're really trashing our earth here. Um, yeah. I don't think there's one that I could replace. Jamal, was there another one that you thought maybe you could go on the list? No. That's it. I think <laughs> Big we got a perfect thing. list. Well, yeah, All I right. won't even try to, to put that back on there. But, yeah, <laughs> I think our list is good. All right. We've got a perfect top ten. Guys, let's talk a little bit about order because um, I think that I do want to reorder some of them here. Uh, on the list, we've got Tarzan at number ten. Mulan at number nine, Aladdin at number eight, Finding Nemo at number seven, Emperor's New Groove at number six, Toy Story at number five, Hercules at number four, The Incredibles at number three, Up at number two, and The Lion King at number one. Uh, I'm going to go to you first, Micah. Were there any rearranging you thought could happen between the items on the list? Any rearranging, it would have to be to move Toy Story up to two. Either two or because to me, Lion King and Toy Story are my favorite, like top two. Like those would be my, actually my one A and one B. So if 
anything, it would just be moving Toy Story up. So that's really the only my only uh, my only issue with our list. So do you want to swap Toy Story and number five for up and number two, or put Toy Story in number two and then just bump the rest down? The former, like swap up in Toy Story. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, Toy Story was the pinnacle of Pixar. Uh, I, I really have not too much to say because I just I love Toy Story, and we talked a little bit on it earlier. But I'm gonna go to you, Jawan. Do you agree with that switch? Uh, what was the switch again? I'm sorry. Say it one more time. Uh, we would switch up at number two and Aladdin at number five and have Aladdin at number two. Or, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Toy Story at number two, up at number five. Toy Story at number two, up at number five? Yep. I don't know about that. No, I, I don't I don't agree with that. Uh, to me, to me, Lion King and Up are hand-to-hand. Uh, they, they always go hand-to-hand with each other. Um, I think Up, for so many more reasons, was such a beautiful movie. Um, Toy Story is such a fun movie that I think should be number th- uh, three. Um, I, I think I'd put Toy Story over Aladdin. So I think I'd go Lion King, Up, uh, Toy Story, then Aladdin. But I can't put anything over... Uh, I can't put Toy Story over. Uh, I I just personally can't my, myself. Wow. Okay. Well, I will say um, I definitely got to go Toy Story. Uh, just the big nostalgia factor, and I think I think Toy Story has some weight to it because it's got three movies, and just that build up over all three of them makes it such a beautiful franchise. But I gotta put Toy Story at number two uh, when I think. Pixar, I think Toy Story, when I think Disney, first thing to come to mind is The Lion King. So I'm going to have to go yes on that. So we're going to go ahead and make that switch. Toy Story number two is up at number five. Were there any other switches you wanted to do, Micah? Uh, no, aside from that, I, I felt like it was a pretty, it's a pretty pristine list. Yes, yes. Jawan, how about you, man? Uh, no, I, I you guys outruled me on on the one we just did, but outside of that, nah, everything for me is good. You didn't want to move Aladdin up? Uh, no, because to me, Aladdin. Where, where do we just put Aladdin at three, right? No, no, no. Aladdin is at eight. Oh, Aladdin's at eight. Uh, no, I, it it shouldn't be at eight. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what I just missed <laughs> in the in the. The span of like a few minutes, um, but it definitely shouldn't be at eight. Uh, I don't know how we got past five and Aladdin didn't make it within that top five. Um, but wh- where do we place up in? Uh, wh- where do we place up in top five? Yeah, up yeah. is at five and Toy Story is at two. <clears throat> Wait a minute, what's three and four? The Incredibles, and then Hercules. And Hercules. Oh, my Lord. Okay, listen, I'm out voting <laughs> here anyway, so we'll just keep things the way that they are, but I definitely would not agree to uh, to that. My top five would be Lion King, Up, Toy Story, Aladdin, and The Incredibles. That was That is what my top five would be. But since I am outruled by the two of you, 
We will keep it at that. But that no, breaks no, no. my heart in so many pieces. I mean, if you want to do, if you want to move Aladdin up, say something. You can well, move it I up, mean, or you can switch it. It's one of those things where it's like, I want Aladdin in the top five, but I, I don't want Hercules in the top five. That that that's what I'm trying to say. I wouldn't put Hercules <laughs> in my top five. It was a really, really, really good movie, but I don't know. Looking back, if I want to put it in my top five. Um, but that or Aladdin, I don't know, Arabian Nights, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, that I can show you the world, just so many mm-hmm. amazing songs. Hercules had some good ones, but those Aladdin ones were game changing. And, uh, excuse me, what's his name? Prince uh, Ali. The, the annoying guy who, uh, oh, Streetwalker was a good song also. Was uh, Gilbert Godfrey as as the bird? Oh my God! And uh, Robin Robin Williams as as genie. I think that super that should supersede Hercules, but uh, that that's just my opinion. Aladdin would be switched with Hercules switch if with I had to up. if I had to switch the two. Okay, so we're gonna try to switch Aladdin with Hercules. Um, I'm gonna agree with that man. Uh, I love. Aladdin. Um, you, you pretty much just hit the nail on the head with the voice actors. Robin Williams as Genie will forever be one of the most memorable characters in animated films of all time. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, man. I will put Aladdin at number four. All right, and Hercules down at number eight. Uh, how about you, Micah? I actually I. I I agree with that. That's perfectly fine with me. I mean, I love the Hercules film. Um, obviously, I, I I really enjoy the music, and I feel like I've just been talking about music this whole time. But uh, but no, Aladdin uh, was also very important. But it was very important to me first as a kid, um, and just Robin Williams killing it, and uh, as the genie. That character is a very iconic character. Uh, so it's it, it, in most regards more important than, than Aladdin himself in the movie. So, um, no, I agree. I, I agree with that. We should go ahead and swap that. All right. Great, great, great. Um, so now we have Aladdin at number four and Hercules at number eight. So, guys, just going down the list one more time. We got Tarzan at number ten. Mulan at number nine, Hercules at number eight, Finding Nemo at number seven, The Emperor's New Groove at number six, Up at number five, Aladdin at number four, The Incredibles at number three, Toy Story at number two, and The Lion King tops us out at number one, guys. And um, I'm trying to think if any of them can be moved up. Um, you know what? I think the list looks about perfect. What would you guys say? I would I would have to agree. Yeah, I'm right there. Yep. I agree. The list is perfect. All right, guys. So that wraps up our top ten list for this week, Disney slash Pixar movies. And since we have a little bit of time left, um, I thought I'd like to bring up just the fact that uh, Black Panther just recently beat Titanic at the U.S. box office. Um, for most returns, uh, and the fact that Black Panther is still 
breaking records two months. I mean, almost two months after release. This is this is crazy. I mean, this is this is one of Marvel's biggest successes. I I just wanted to hear oh, you guys' yeah. thoughts on that breaking news. Um, I actually uh, did a little video on my YouTube channel because I'm I'm super happy about Black Panther and. I'm I'm one just like you guys, one of the most enthused about Black Panther and all of its successes. This movie continues to break records and reach different goals almost every day. I mean it just seems like every day we get a new headline about Black Panther and I really dig that. I love that everybody is receiving it well and continues to go back and see the movie again. I can't wait to see uh how much money it makes uh post the uh, the theatrical run and then moving into the whole Blu-ray DVD sales, uh, I can't wait to see those numbers. Uh, but but yeah, man, Black Panther is doing a lot and breaking a lot of records in a short amount of time, and uh, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, man, you and me both. I mean, especially just as someone who's black and to see a primarily black cast thrive that much is just so endearing. Um, Juwan, I'll go to you. What are your thoughts? Uh, same exact. Uh, I, I mirror everything Mike had just said and everything that you said, Leo. It, it's continuously climbing the charts. Um, I, I can tell you now that DVD sales, um, only reason why uh, I'm not a 1,000% confident in those being, like, uh, record-shattering is no one really buys DVDs anymore. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and downloads, well, downloads we we to me. I, Justice League. That's very true. No, that, that that's whoa, very whoa, true. Whoa, 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 back up. What happened with Justice League? With it being the top in uh, Blu-ray and DVD sales a couple weeks ago. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I've seen that. I thought um, maybe something else happened. I was like, what? Oh, right. no, listen. <laughs> no, no, no. There's, there's nothing else DC can do as far as the, that movie the, the Zack Snyder to, to tarnish yeah. it anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, but oh, no, I, I will say, I will say, Black Panther uh, showed you that uh, it's time to to move the conversation. It's time to push the envelope. Um, Wonder yes. Woman did a really good job doing it, but unfortunately, it wasn't supported enough uh, by women. Um, so Wonder Woman didn't carry on that box office success. Uh, this movie was carried on from everyone, but especially from its own people. Uh, yeah. I, I know my, my grandfather told me to see it. Like I told him, I said, I saw it three times and he goes, well, you can see it a few more times. And I'm like, all right, like I'm not Bill Gates here. So I'm not just like throwing $16 each time to this movie theater to go see this movie. <laughs> like I feel like three was more than enough to support that movie. Uh, so he goes, no, so let's go see it. So I saw it four times. <laughs> the last oh day with my grandfather. Um, so, yeah, I feel that I did my part in helping this movie make history. Um, but, no, we, we all know that for as special as this is and as huge of an accomplishment as it is, I can only dream of what Infinity War will do. I mean, because Black yeah. Panther beat out Avengers, and I never thought a Marvel movie would beat out Avengers, because that was like, you had people that could care less about superheroes going to go see that movie. Infinity War will be the 
same exact thing. And what's so special about Infinity War is if you have people that are like, eh, I don't really like those comic book movies. I didn't really like the last one or whatever, whatever. Someone word of mouth is going to be like, but blah, blah, blah dies. And then they're going to be like, oh, what? All right, let me go see it. So word of mouth is, is definitely going to help Infinity War. Uh, but us geeks alone that make up half of this <laughs> this planet uh, are going to make sure that this movie does like $80 billion uh, in the box office. So, But, yeah, I am truly uh, proud of Black Panther. And to think about it, I think we'll get the sequel in 2020. We'll have had constant viewings of Black Panther since uh, from this year to, to when it comes out in 2020 because he had a solo, yep. then Infinity War, then Avengers 4, then Black Panther 2. So that's going to be really fun to just have nothing but Black Panther for the next three three years. Yeah, yeah I, I can't wait for that. Those uh, those uh, Infinity War numbers are looking just outrageous right now. Yeah, so. they're on steroids. I mean, the projections yeah. alone uh, makes it feel like this movie's on steroids. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got it. They've got it. Uh, the pre-sales have already like sold something like over one thousand percent of what yeah. Age of Ultron did, over like eight hundred percent of Civil War. So it's already and, breaking records that hasn't come out. And Infinity War is very smart because I see what they're doing, and they're not slick by doing it. Because it's not new. It's the same thing Justice League did um, because of the success of Wonder Woman. It marketed Justice League around uh, Diana. Like, a lot of the TV spots were Diana. A lot of the the vocal parts in the trailer were either Bruce or Diana. So I see what they're doing by, I don't know if you guys have noticed, a lot of these trailers and TV spots have been very heavy on Wakanda. They know what they're doing. Marvel's smart. They're like, all right, people are loving they're loving Black Panther, so let's keep giving them Black Panther. Like, they they just released a TV spot that uh, I was really hoping the three of us could do a review on, uh, where you see all of Wakanda, you see the mm-hmm. Hulk, the Hulkbuster, uh, uh, Black Widow, Cap, Bucky, they're all standing behind T'Challa as he's giving his war chant. And that, yep. to me, just got me so freaking pumped up. I'm like, I cannot wait just to see that, the idea of T'Challa with his mask off, leading the chant, leading the warriors uh, up against whatever this, uh, you know, uh, forces that Thanos is sending to Wakanda, that gave me chills. Um, so they know what they're doing as far as marketing, and a lot of their money will be from people going, wait, I just saw Black Panther and loved it. He's going to be in this too. So they're very smart, and they knew what they were doing. And I just – this is, again, why Kevin Feige and those guys there are just, like, rock stars. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, man. Infinity War is going to be revolutionary. I literally – oh, man. I know I'm going to – my heart's going to stop just as soon as the first clip rolls, the little Marvel intro now, as soon as that rolls, I know my heart is just going to be thumping so quickly and with so much anticipation that I'll, I'll be bootstrapped to my chair. Well, I tell you what, uh, I, I salute you because at least you'll make it in the theater. Once the guy scans my ticket, I, like when I walk in the door and goes, 
all right, just wait in that line over there. I think I'm just going to melt into like a puddle and someone's going to have to like put me in a cup and carry me into the, the theater. That's how excited <laughs> I am for, for this movie. So I give you a lot of props that you could even make it in to sit down. I don't think I'll make it that far. I think I'll like pass I'm out already, or something. I'm it's already like, anticipating seeing this movie three times in the first weekend. So, <laughs> yeah. I love that because I plan I – plan Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Saturday and yeah. Sunday, I'll do a matinee, uh, so I don't have to be with annoying kids and stuff. But, yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I would love to do all four days of Infinity War. And then I'm going to find someone who has the bootleg and then watch it again there. Actually, my birthday is April 25th, so as soon as they announce moving it up a week, I'm like, this is an early birthday present. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, best Definitely. birthday present ever. But anyway, guys, um, that was Top Ten, everybody, and we will see you back next week for Top Ten Horror Films. Same time, same place. Uh, Micah, did you have any plugs? Uh, follow my YouTube channel or subscribe, actually. Sorry. I'm thinking about Twitter. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's just uh, youtube.com backslash M-I-C-A-H-H-A-R-S-H-A-W. And you can follow me on Twitter, Micah Harshaw, M-I-C-A-H-H-A-R-S-H-A-W. All right. And Jawan? Uh, stay tuned. This week we will have a special interview with Robin Lord Taylor, a.k.a. Penguin yes. from Gotham. Um, and oh. stay tuned. We will be having Joe Morton uh, on the show. Uh, he's from Terminator. Yes. He's from Scandal and Justice League. So those two interviews will be coming up soon. And the end of this month we will be representing uh, the Philly Con down in Philly where we will be interviewing the cast of Black Lightning and Luke Cage. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. All right. All right, everybody. And follow me, Leo Rydell, at Facebook.com slash Leo Rydell, Instagram, Leo.Rydell, and on Twitter, at Leo Rydell. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.